This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey, movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your start for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. This is episode number 60 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Two Guns. If you're new to Cinema Fix, basically this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. The second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers, so if you've seen the film and you'd appreciate that type of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. This week, we are going to be discussing Two Guns. Monica, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little information about the movie? A DEA agent, played by Denzel Washington, and a naval intelligence officer, played by Mark Wahlberg, find themselves on the run after a botched attempt to infiltrate a drug cartel. While fleeing, they learn the secret of their shaky alliance. Neither knew that the other was an undercover agent. Cue explosions. Thanks, IMDb. Yes. <laughs> All right, here's a clip. You don't have to knock, you know, it's always open. Yeah, good. Let's hit the bank. Let's hit the bank. The Trace Bruce's? That's correct. <laughs> Here I am still spinning over how we got yanked out of line at the border. So, you in or you out? I'm in, yeah, it's just... I mean, have you ever had anything that happened before? I mean, they were 100% convinced we were holding. And we would have if Poppy had to watch on that coke. So, are you saying that to say what? I'm saying it's only because you're hearing it. No, you're saying something. If you're saying it, I'm hearing it because you're saying it. What are you saying? Let it be said. Well, I think you're playing me. Are oh, you want to be played? I've been at your hit for 10 months, but after this, I think maybe you're playing me. <laughs> I got you. No, you didn't. Oh, I did. The corner of your eye was twitching. The corner? Yeah. That wasn't a twitch. Yeah. That was a wink. That's my move. <laughs> <laughs> This is part one of our episode on the film, so we're just going to take ten minutes to give some general thoughts on the movie. I am starting the clock now. Monica, what did you think of Two Guns? Was this enough guns for you? It's certainly enough guns, but unfortunately it's definitely not memorable. Um, I'm already kind of struggling to (laughs) remember what happened in the movie. I just thought it was your run-of-the-mill, late-summer action sort of film that it wouldn't register at the beginning of the summer against all the other superhero stuff. So it's like not bottom of the barrel, but like getting there. <laughs> You're getting smaller and smaller chips as you get to the end of the bag. I agree with you. It's definitely forgettable. However, I'm not sure I would say that necessarily makes it a bad film. I thought that it was above average and kind of enjoyable. Oh, okay. Maybe I'd say average. Well,. I will agree with you that there's nothing new in this movie. I mean, this movie is basically just one crime movie cliche 
after another. There's yeah. there's nothing new here. It's it's lifting from a million other movies, and normally that would really bother me, and I would probably be bored through most of the film. But I actually think that the performances did a lot to elevate this material. I thought that Denzel and Marky Mark had some great chemistry together. They're the only reasons why I tolerate this movie. Because they do have great screen chemistry together, but the moment it shifts to any of the other side players, yawn. Well, even some of the villains are chewing the scenery and seem to be having Mm -hmm. a good time. I mean, Edward James almost is just delightful as this over-the-top drug cartel leader who has bulls on his ranch that he likes to use to torture people. And you've got Bill Paxton playing the type of character we've seen a million times before, kind of the uh, the shady, mysterious villain who has a penchant for violence and torture and will do whatever it takes to get the information he needs. But he just really is hamming it up. And overall, it worked for me, even though in the back of my mind I was thinking, this probably shouldn't be working for me. Yeah, I don't know. It just, nothing about it set it apart. So you're saying it's all built out of cliches. Well, that's great. I've seen it before. We've definitely seen this type of thing before, but somehow they managed to make it feel fresh. And it's directed by an Icelandic director, Baltazar Kormakur, and the way he directs the action, it's verging on incoherent. There is some quick cutting, there is some shaky cam, But somehow he manages to choreograph the action in such a way that even though it's, it's right on the verge of being too chaotic at times, I was able to keep track of the geography of all the space most of the time, and I was able to follow what action beat leads to the next. So overall, I was kind of impressed with a lot of the action. There's a great set piece in the first half of the film when Marky Mark and Denzel are chasing each other and they it, it ends with a game of chicken and there's some re- it's, it's just a really well-timed action scene with some really good comedic beats thrown in and i think that's when this movie is at its best when it's combining some of the more high octane action we've come to expect from films like this with some of that comedic banter between Washington and Wahlberg. Yeah, they're almost hamming it up, basically, because some of that dialogue is kind of, oh, how do you say, not tropey, but it is definitely comedic. But again, it's kind of something we've seen before. I don't know. It just, it wasn't special for me. I went in kind of expecting like, oh, this will be maybe a good midnight movie or so, and I just didn't get that feeling. Well, I liked how they at least attempted to provide the Denzel Washington character with at least some two- or three-dimensionality. I mean, it's clear that he has a history with a character played by Paul Patton. It's clear that he's uh, seen some things and done some things and experienced some things uh, that definitely color his view of the world. And I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that they didn't do 
a lot to develop the Mark Wahlberg character because really mm. all we come to learn about his character is that he's a really good shot. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's like his defining characteristic. Marky Mark doesn't have a girl. <laughs> yeah. And it, actually, that was kind of surprising and kind of refreshing to me that this wasn't just another crime movie about police officers or law enforcement officials and their girlfriends. Yeah. The stuff with Denzel, yeah, it does get a little bit into the damsel in distress territory, but there was enough there that I kind of wanted them to explore that relationship more between Denzel and, and Paula Patton. Mm-hmm. There were moments in this film that seemed very melancholic to me, verging on extremely cynical and pessimistic, <laughs> which I was not expecting. Yeah. So I, I think that the script at times is a lot meatier than the execution. I think in the hands of a different director, this could have been something really, really interesting. I'll, I'll agree with you there. The whodunit part of the script was definitely interesting to watch because the blame shifts from one character to the next character to the next character, and you're, you're left wondering, well, who else is there left? So I'll give them credit for that. Well, the interesting thing to me is that... This is a movie in which the basic premise is these two guys are betrayed by the organizations they work for, essentially. Yeah. Automatically, you've got the DEA and the Navy are painted in a pretty pessimistic light. And it's sort of implied that all of these institutions are inherently corrupt. And it kind of becomes this story of these two guys... Two Guys Against the Man, Uh basically, which we've seen before. But this movie takes its pessimism about bureaucracy and and, and institutions farther than most, I think. And I'm I'm a little bit disappointed by the way the movie ends. We can talk about that in spoilers. But Uh it didn't seem to me quite like the ending that the rest of the movie seemed to be leading up to. Yeah. Because I think underneath a lot of the the action and the gunplay, there is a pretty dark film about institutions playing out. But because that doesn't, you know, that that's not exactly fun summer material. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they have to kind of cover that up as much as they can. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about two guns? No, I forgot. i can't wait for the sequel three guns starring jason statham oh perfect four (laughs) guns starring gerard butler (laughs) all right i think that'll wrap it up for part one of our episode on two guns here on cinema fix don't forget to tune into part two for a much more in-depth look at the film and don't forget to tune in next week when we'll be discussing elysium hmm what's that about monica elysium i don't know but if you can spell it right you're already ahead of the game. <laughs> All right. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes. So if you liked this episode, please write us a review. That would really help us get the word out about the program. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including The Thin Place, Navigating the Newsroom, Avenging Angels, and Monica, your new show. Why don't you tell us about where people can find you and your work online? Well, it's also a part of Film Geek Radio, that new show. Um, It's called The Nerdy Projectors, and you can 
check it out as part of Film Geek Radio. You can also find other examples of my writing at MCasty Movies on Twitter and Tumblr. And you can find my work reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at BOFCA.com. You can find some of my writing at filmgeekradio.com, and if you go to moviemezzanine.com, you can find uh, some more of my recent reviews, including a conversation I had with uh, Sam Fragoso, the founder of Movie Mezzanine, about two guns where we, where we kind of explore what's going on underneath the surface of the film and, and whether or not it fully works. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week getting Highland Cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!